Hello and welcome to The Last Kick, your favourite football podcast, of course. And today we are joined by, yet again, Owen Brown. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Lovely. And I'm also joined by, once again, the 100% attendance man. His name is Dominic Riley. How are you, Dom? Hello, hello, hello. I'm, I'm good, thank you. How, how, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, and we are we are missing Jack today. Uh, he's got some work commitments. Um, some people think that's more important than the podcast, but we move on. We're going to start today by looking at some Premier League games, as we normally do. We didn't mention it last week because uh, obviously there were no Premier League games, uh, but this weekend there was not as many. There weren't. There were only seven. But we're going to start on Friday night at a game that we were all present at in the away end: um, Nottingham Forest versus Fulham. Uh, it finished 3-2 to Fulham, if you, if you didn't know. Um, before we go on to Forest, which is probably the bigger sort of talking point here, we will have a little little bit of a, a selfish gloat about Fulham. Um, Harry, I'll, I'll go to you here. How much? What do you like about Fulham? How much do you like Fulham this season? What I like about Fulham this season is, this is only the second time that we've gone 1-0 down this season, um, but the reaction after that goal... Uh, we weren't too great to start with. We then conceded, went into half time, and as soon as we came out the second half, we're straight at them. It looks like a completely new team, and like conceding goals isn't getting us down this season, which is what I love. It's a very positive attitude. Obviously, three goals in six minutes. Like we're we're very attacking. We'll always keep going to them. Usually, teams they're one 0 down, they'll go two one up, maybe sit back a bit. But we went and got a third and sort of secured that win almost. And I just love the the the, the positivity to just keep going at teams. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, Owen, I'll go to you just, just for a bit of a selfish Fulham, you know, is there anything else you want to add to that? But the, And you can go with that first. Is there anything you want to add? Um, I'd love to have known what they, Marco said at half-time. Um, mm. I think it, for Steve Cooper, I think it would have been such a hard team talk because I don't think they deserve to go one up. Um I think they were just mm. doing a job. Um, and yeah, to concede three goals in six minutes, it's awful. Um, I think one thing I love being a Fulham fan now is that we're so used to going 2-1 up and then Parker before used to bring on a defensive sub well we keep going for it and I think knowing yeah. we're going we're gonna to be around you'd like to think bottom of the table near enough, not bottom but we've got to get these points against the teams around us um, and I think not making that sub I think makes such a big difference and I think the fans as well I think we're all behind Marco and I think we noticed a difference massively in not bringing on a defensive sub when we were winning yeah yeah what you said though there about um, yeah what you said about Parker bringing on defensive subs even at 3-1 up um, it might have even been at 3-2 we brought on a striker and another winger like yeah. it's, it's just it's just constantly want to go for more rather than sit back and allow them to come on to you and, and that's what I like this season I think the one thing that I've noticed I think we're, hold, we're holding our own go on. <laughs> um, I think we're holding our own. I think, you know, we can all, like you said, Harry, bring on an attacking sub and there might be a purpose of going for more goals there. But I think you look at, OK, we lost against Arsenal, but we held our own the whole game. Um, two years ago, we would never have done that. And I don't think we would have had the confidence to do that with Parker. But I think Marco just brings the confidence out in everyone and actually makes the players believe, you know, you are good enough to go and do this. Um, and I think the fact well, we, I mean we just love it I think we can see the difference yeah. in the players that were here the players that are here now and the players that were here under Parker they just look completely different 
Yeah. I think that's a massive thing, actually. I think I, it, I, I don't want to dwell on Fulham too much here, but while we were talking about it, like what you said about the players that were here before mm. and the players, you know, that, that, that have got, I mean, some players have done it like two, three times, but even the players that were there two years ago have gone down and brought us back up again seem really hungry to keep us there. And whether, you know, whether that's a result of Parker v. Silver or whatever it is, whatever it is, that, you know, that's whatever, but you can tell the players that feel like they owe it to keep us up and I think that's driving us forward a lot Um, speaking on Forest now the main issue with them obviously they're they're not the defensive side of it is is dreadful I think think that's fair to say but beyond all that they've played what you'd say on paper are the easiest two games of the season in a row because of the postponement in the middle and both of them They've been winning at halftime, and both of them they've lost three-two. You know what does that say, Harry? I'll go to you first. What does that say to you about Forest? I mean, you bet them to go down, so maybe maybe you're sitting there just going, "I knew this would happen." But you know, where where do you see this getting any better? Did is this what you expect? And how worrying is this for fans of Forest? I suppose the only way this can get better is if these players start to play together, because. It's bound to happen with the amount of signings, and I know it's mentioned so much, but it's never going to happen overnight. They're all to just play together. They've not played the same starting eleven yet this season, I don't believe. Uh, it's always changing. Um, the back three is always changing, and it's never going to have that sort of consolidation in terms of building that sort of foundation if it's constantly changing with all these new signings. And it is looking very worrying because they look so apart. With, with the three goals the other night, their their back three is just all all over the place. None of them are together. None of them are watching their man. Harrison Reeves runs the back post completely free, and like it's just no togetherness in the squad, which Steve Cooper really needs to bring together. Owen, oh, how much how much time do you think Steve Cooper has, and how much do you think he deserves? Um, I think he will go to Brighton. Uh, not Brighton, sorry, to be taken. Um, hmm. I think the way it's going, I don't think he'll last till Christmas. Um, mm. I think that's just how football is these days. Um, I really like Cooper. I think if I was a Forest fan, the most concerning thing is like Harry said, we were they were winning one nil at halftime, um, and just to lose it in two of the most important games at home, it just it must suck it out of you as a Forest fan. Um, mm. I just can't see him picking up picking up points. Um, I think. I've watched quite a few of them this season. I think that sometimes the best player I've seen is Dean Henderson, but yet they conceded however many goals. I think they conceded 11 in the last three? Three or four? 12. 12 and three. Um, 12. We were chatting before this just about, like, team of the season so far, and Dom and I, we both put Henderson in. Not to start, but a contender. Hmm. And for a, a team to concede that many goals and still warrant the keeper doing well things of credit to Henderson mm. um, I just don't think I don't think Cooper will last till Christmas I don't think I just don't think the owner the owner just seems so pragmatic in what he does in terms of you see him signing 20 odd players I think he'll just be like oh we'll just get rid of him get rid of uh, bring someone in hopefully get a new manager bounce and then just take it from there do you, I, I mean, this goes. I, I, I'll, I'll give this one word answer from both of you. Harry, I'll start with you. Nottingham Forest staying up, yes or no? And I said it from the start, and I'll, I'll stick to it. Owen? Uh, no. 
I think you look at Leicester at the bottom of the table, they can only get better. They're not going to be there come bottom yeah. of the season. Well, they actually play each other next. Yeah. It's Leicester Forest in two weeks' time, so... I think, I think it'll be, be what the gap, the point difference is from them to the teams above after the World Cup. I think that would yeah. be the biggest kind of this, uh, reason why they would go down. Or the biggest, the easiest way to determine it. Yeah. I think I think the World Cup is probably the only thing that saves them because they've signed how many players and they need time to gel. And maybe the World Cup gives them that time. I don't know. Only time will tell. Uh, you mentioned Leicester there. We'll go on to Leicester now. They obviously went to Tottenham this weekend and actually had a decent first half, very similar to Brighton uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And even you know, they, I know they can, you know Tottenham made it three-two. Uh, Leicester then completely fell apart. Human Son came on, scored a hat trick, ended six-two. Um, Harry, what I mean, I think we're all under the impression that Leicester are a team, whilst they obviously deserve to be where they are performance-wise. Their team on paper shouldn't be there. Yet, despite this, they have the worst offensive record of a team ever in the Premier League after seven games. They've won. They haven't won a game. They've only drawn one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll start with the manager. I think Brendan Rodgers. To you, we're recording this on the Tuesday, afterwards. So he may he may well get sacked in the next day. I don't know. If you're the lesser owners, does Rodgers make it to the next game for you? I don't think he should, and the reason I say that is because I feel the players have become so complacent with him in charge. They've had him now for a couple of years, a lot of them are the same players as they haven't made many signings, and they're just sort of a bit like, he's going to pick me because I've been here a while and there's no one else, and it's such like a complacency thing, and it's been like that with their performances as well. They've always been around the mid-table towards Europe, and I think they just sort of settled now, and they're thinking, yeah, look, we'll do it again, and there's just not enough drive to take that next step and I think that's why a new manager is needed to sort of reinvent that like positivity and belief within the team that they can go to the next step rather than just settle for what they had I think a lot of teams I think we look at West Ham I think they suffer from that I think it's so hard to break into the elite of England um, and you can't it's so hard for them to keep maintaining Europe um, I watched West Ham the other night it, uh, I can't remember who they played, but they just looked so stale. Everton. Um, and I think they need, yeah, yeah, they need a new manager to kind of just refresh it because it must get stale. I think he's been. I'm trying to think how long Rogers has been there for. Five years. I think he's one of the longest serving in the Prem. It might, it's got to be at least three, three and a half, surely. Mm. Yeah, think about that. I think it's just hard for managers to get a new squad and rejuvenate him. I think that was the best thing about Sir Alex. So many people said he just went through so many new teams and did well with them. I think that's a standout. Mm. And I don't think that's why Rodgers would ever get a top job now. Mm. I think if he maintained Leicester at that level, I think he'd be in contention. He might have been in contention for the Chelsea job. Um, mm. But, yeah, I just don't think Leicester are going to get far under Rodgers anymore. How how do you... Oh, I, I'll go Harry first, but I'll ask both of you. Leicester relegation battle how do you think that goes Harry we'll start with you I personally think they're going to be in some trouble and then they'll get a new manager and I think they'll be fine I think that's how it's going to go yeah. really um, they're going to people are going to have some concern but when that new manager comes in I think the players are going to drive on again they're going to want to impress and 
they've got the the ability in abundance to do well not exactly pushing for Europe but they've got the ability to to have a very very steady Premier League team and I think all it's going to take is a new manager to sort of reinvent them and then they'll be absolutely fine I reckon I think Rodgers will have till Christmas I think he warrants it till Christmas um I, do you know I think the simple answer is I think they're just their squad's too good um mm. You look at you look at Bournemouth, like their squad is not good enough. I think they'll Bournemouth will be there all season. Um, I think you can compare maybe to Everton last year. I think Everton struggled to get that gap from getting away from the bottom three onwards, but I think that was down to the manager. Like Everton had a really good team, but I think it was the manager that was making the difference. I think Leicester are in the same position. I just don't see them there come after the World Cup personally um, I, yeah I just think they're too I mean, good yeah no I, yeah I think I'd agree I think it's one of them I think once no matter when it is whether it's Christmas whether it's tomorrow the, a new manager is going to make a hell, a hell of a lot of difference I think that would then probably point to the fact that they probably should sack him now because we're sitting there saying basically don't really charge when they go but once they get a new manager it'll be fine we'll get a new manager yeah. as soon as possible Speaking of which, the rumoured favourite, if Rodgers goes, is Sean Dyche. Now, Sean Dyche is a very, obviously a very good coach. It takes a lot to keep Burnley up and even get him to Europe and, you know, whatever he did at Burnley. Sean Dyche at Leicester. Do you, Harry, how, how do you see that working if it happens? I see it working in the way I think he'll keep them up. But yep. I don't think it's a long-term decision that's going to benefit them, because he's not exactly got the sort of tactic and stuff that's going to suit this Leicester side. They're very much uh, a fast attacking style of play with the players they have, with the likes of Madison and uh, Harvey Barnes and, the, and these sorts of players. They're not really Sean Dyche players, and I think that that's why I think he will keep them up. But I don't think he's one for progression with this Leicester side. Would there, make, would there be much point in getting rid of Rogers if you're bringing Dyche yes, in? Because I think with Rogers, yes, because I think with Rogers they go down. Yeah, I actually agree. So, would you want someone sack Rogers, bring in Dyche, and then bring in someone like Rogers at the start of the season after? Because ultimately, right. you want, Rogers is a manager you think and has got that reputation that would take a club to that next level. Hmm. Um. Which he did do, but then they just went backwards again. I, don't I think, think the thing with Rogers is it's been proven that Rogers has a a, a, a peak, mm. and once he gets beyond that peak, it all falls a bit. He did it. The same happened at Liverpool. Um, I, I actually think the Dice. I think you're underrating Sean Dice, Shirley. I, I agree that perhaps style-wise, it's not as suited to Leicester as Burnley. But then you know, Dice strikes me as a coach that actually. Because you know, because of the play style we saw at Burnley, which actually did get somewhat more sort of ground football based rather than hoof ball yeah. towards the end, um, he, there was an element of he had to just work with what he had and he was adapting to what he had. I I don't. If you give Sean Dyche a progressive team as Leicester should be, I, I it's almost like we can't judge him yet because we haven't actually never seen that. Yeah, I think that's probably where my opinion slightly swayed because the way Burnley were built he's never really yeah. had the opportunity to change play style 
Like we yeah. obviously don't know if he can or not, which is probably a bit unfair for me to have said that. But from what we've seen with the players he's had, I don't know. Yes. Obviously, I'm, I'm unsure if he has the coaching sort of tactics and ability to to change that play style. I know so I saw that someone. Be interesting to see. And I saw saw someone comparing Sean Dice to Big Sam. Well, Big Sam just got that style of that style of play, but I kind of looked at it. Big Sam never actually went to a half decent club. That yeah, Bolton well. and Newcastle back in the day. That's it. But it, it was. But we always yeah, think, yeah. you know, Big Big Sam will always do a job. But would a team like Leicester give someone like that a chance? Hmm. I think it'd be. I would. I'd love to see Sean Dice there. Just because it's something yeah. different. I think it would be very. I think it would be very interesting. Yeah, I think I think it would. Um, we're going to move on. Uh, we come up to the Premier League games in a minute, but we're going to go to our first award of the week. And, you know, with, with Jack away, we have brought in an interim <laughs> award giver. Owen Brown is making his award-giving debut. Um, Owen, take it away. Good morning, Glenn! Uh, we have got a... Let me check what fan it was. I think it was Bournemouth. I think it was Bournemouth. Uh, well, I, I, had a whole bottle of Captain Morgan on tap, effectively, uh, on a train, which I can't believe we've never thought of going on to away no, games. I know. Um, you might see it up and coming shortly on Drinking on Trains. We might post something impressive. <laughs> Hopefully we can win, we can win the Euro award. Um, but no, it's, I've never seen it. I've never no. seen anything on tap um, on a train. I think it's just something different. And uh, in the picture, you can see a bottle of Estrella. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there must be more than just Captain Morgan. But mm. Just a Captain Morgan alone is is quite impressive. We had to give it just for the the, the creative thinking more than anything. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sure there were better arrays of drinks, um, but just just the the ingenuity of that is just it's, it had to win the award. Um, yeah, well, well, what's, what's the bloke's name? Name's Harry. Well, there you go. Hey. Well on you. And it's worth saying, Bournemouth to Newcastle is also a very long trip, so Fairly. clearly you needed. You, needed you think there should might be two bottles of Captain Morgan? Yeah, you do wonder because surely they're not on a direct from Bournemouth to Newcastle. They're going to change at some point. Mm. So. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, speaking of which, let's talk about Newcastle Bournemouth. Um, there's sort of two sides to this. Uh, I think, I, I think I I speak for everyone when I say everyone's sort of a bit surprised that Bournemouth haven't just sort of lost every game yet. Um, obviously, the Forest win came out of the blue a bit. Obviously, they won on the opening day, and they seem to be getting results. And everyone's just sort of expected them not to do that. Um, Harry, I'll go to you. Uh, Bournemouth, points-wise, doing pretty well. Definitely. Uh, yeah. What do you think? This is just a sort of. It's going to come to an end. They are just going to lose ten in a row at some point, or do you think this is actually the start of an unlikely survival? Ah, uh, well, you know, it's it's hard to tell really because they've not exactly played brilliant in these games they've just mm. sort of dug in and got results and you wonder how long you can survive off that when you're not playing well but getting a point or or three in their in their case in a couple of times um 
you know it's it's a hard thing to maintain you've got to have games where you play well and I just don't think they've got enough to do this all season I think once they go on a run of three or four losses which are bound to in the Premier League I think they're going to struggle to to really recover from that and I just don't think they've got what it takes to do this throughout the whole season and stay up and I do still think they'll go down although it's going to be a much more valiant effort than we first thought and what about Owen I'll, I'll come to you what about the flip side what about Newcastle because I think they're a team that we all sort of expect to do quite well uh, that you know they won the opening day they, you know the Jordan to Man City that's the only that Forest game is the only game they've won and you know the games like Bournemouth at home you'd expect well you'd expect most teams to win because they have to look at those games as win, winnable games are they, are they a bit overrated are people do people expect too much are, has the sort of bounce of Eddie Howe that came in last year sort of faded a bit Where what, what do you think of Newcastle um I think the bounce has kind of died, personally, because um, I, I, mm. I don't think they've got that good of a team, personally. Mm, I know what you um, mean. I think you look at the teams, you would say, that are kind of random, like Villa. Uh, you could even put maybe Leicester in there. I think I think Leicester might have a better start in 11 than Newcastle. I think you look at it on paper. Mm. Um, I do disagree with that. No, I, I probably agree. I just, don't think, I just don't think they've got that good of a team I think you look at you look I at think fully options. fit their team I think without what St. Maximin but Isaac. this is the thing St. Maximin didn't play on Saturday um, mm-hmm. and I saw on, I saw a few people say they just look toothless without him and okay yeah he's not going to be yeah. injured all season or you know whatever it is he's not going to miss every game but you've got to think you've got to have his backup for something because there's there's so I'm not going to say reliant on him but he is their danger man. You look at him against Walker when they played mm. City. I don't think I've ever seen Walker mm. get demolished in one week, one week once. Um, I think Isaac. Okay, yes, he scored. Um, I think it's just you've got a reliant striker like Wilson that we know will always score. And then bringing Isaac in, just see how he settles in to start with. But I just don't think they've got that good of a team. I think their best player this season has probably been Nick Pope. Harry, you, 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 you can count on that, because like I say, you're itching to say something here. I just don't see how you can say they haven't got that good of a team when you look at their team on paper, fully fit, I think it's better than the teams you mentioned, 100%. I think they've well, got the best goalkeeper out of it. Yes, I do. I think they've got the best keeper out of those teams, you said, by far. Mm-hmm. Kieran Trippier is a very good fullback. Yeah. Matt Target yeah. plays very well for them. Sven Botman, a very, very, very good centre back. Bruno in midfield, unbelievable player. I'd take him any day of the week, and I'm sure a lot of clubs would. Even Joe Linton in midfield, he's been very, very good. People would be shooting. Yeah, but it's just on the bank, though. I agree with like players like Trippier and stuff. Joe Linton's been good for the last 10 months. Yeah, but that's from the bounce. I just don't. What a, a ten-month bounce. <laughs> that's quite. That's, quite a new, that's what we're discussing. You. <laughs> this is what we're discussing. Newcastle at the moment. I don't think these players aren't gonna. I don't think this team is gonna do what West Ham did when they got into Europe and challenged six or seventh. And effectively, I don't see that's how you can say. That's when Newcastle. I don't want see to be. how you can say it's a bounce when it's been the last ten months. <laughs> it's not a bounce. That, that is that is one big bounce. They're going strong, but no, I've. I don't know. I think you look at the. I think there's. You could say the squad. I think their front three on the weekend was Isaac, Ryan, Fraser, and Almiron. Yeah, I think. I, I quite think, like Almiron, but he's nothing special. 
I, I think I think Owen, your main point actually is that I think starting eleven on paper in Newcastle is very good, but once you get beyond that, it, it's it's yeah. it's quite a drop off, and I think that no, yeah, I agree whilst Newcastle, I mean, Harry, you said you think Newcastle starting eleven at best is better than Villa and Leicester, which I think yeah. Yeah, it's debatable, but I, I can see the reasoning. But their bench is way worse than both those teams, in my opinion. No, hundred percent, yeah. Which I think is where they'll lose out. Um, but yeah, I. It's just an interesting point because I think Newcastle were a team that everyone was sort of on the horse of, um, and now, okay, it's only seven games and they've they've only lost one of them. It is worth saying, and that was Liverpool in the ninety eighth minute. But you don't get, you can never get too far by drawing every game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle do. Speaking of drawing every game, we have a team that up until Sunday kept doing that, but finally got a win, and that is Everton. In the same way that I asked you both, are Newcastle overrated? Do you think Everton are a bit underrated? Because I'm starting to think I underrate them a little bit. Harry, I'll, I'll go to you first. I think I underrated them a little bit because of last season mm. and mainly because of my thoughts on Frank Lampard as a manager. Yeah. I I don't think he's up there, definitely not anyway. Um, but I think we've just sort of had that expectation that they'll be the same as last season. But what you got to remember from last season is from the start of the season with Rafa and they had obviously a very bad run of results very bad form, weren't playing well and it's going to be hard to pick that up into some consistency um, so with a full summer with you know a, a decent group of players it, it, it's not a bad squad at all um, they obviously have picked up and have been a lot better and I think it's just that time they needed to sort of remove that past of what they had under Rafa and sort of start fresh and you know they're clearly showing that they are a different team this year um, I don't think they'll be anywhere near the mid-table I think it will still be a 14th sort of place finish or so like that but they definitely have been quite underrated because of previous expectations from last season I mean do you what do you think I mean because we did our, we did our predictions and we had our debate about managers obviously you weren't there for so mm. Frank Lampard uh, what was your opinion on him before scene started and has it changed I know we're only seven games in but they, they seem to be trodden along nicely so what do you think of Lampard um I think he's done an all right job. I think the hardest thing that he's had to deal with this season, I think, Cabot Lewin's not played at all, really. Um, so you could say they've not had him. And I think the loss of Richarlison as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think to lose effectively because Cabot Lewin's not played two big players so far, and they're still doing all right. Um, defensively, they look quite yeah. solid. I think Cody and Tarkovsky are very yeah. solid signings. Um, yeah. And who's there a young right back that we've all got in FPL? Patterson. 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 Um, he looked quite solid against West Ham. Um, he, he does look very good, yeah. I think, me, Dom, we, we, we were both watching the game. I think we were looking at Onana in midfield. He just looks like a unit. Yeah, well, I've, 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 I'm interrupting you, but I'll, I'll give it back to you in a second. I've just got their mm. team up. And actually, yeah. you know, you're talking about these new players. If you look at their starting eleven from West Ham, right? Patterson, oh, he was bought last January, but he didn't play last year. So Patterson's effectively new. Cody is new. Tarkovsky is new. Mikalenko joined in January. Onana's new. Idrisagana Gay, okay, he's been there before, but it's a new signing. Iwobi was already there. Gray was already there. Mope signed. And then Gordon. And even off the bench, they brought Dwight McNeil as well. This is a very new Everton. And there's a lot yeah. of... 
I can't think off my head, but there's a lot of players that were there last year, as we mentioned, in a team that wasn't performing, whether that be injury, they've been sold, or they're just not picked anymore, that aren't there. You know, you look at someone like Deli Alley, who I'm not saying for one minute was the reason Everton were doing shit last year, but that doesn't look like a very clever signing now. And clearly Lampard went, you know what? Just get rid of him. And he's mm, gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll give it back to you. But I just, I just want to point that out because it's interesting, actually. You probably don't really realise how much of a new Everton this actually is. Yeah. Um, which is credit to Lampard, as you're saying. So I'll give it back to you. But I think I'm beating him five, like you said, with a new new team and a new squad. I think it's impressive. Um, mm. I think I don't think there's an expectation for their fans anymore. I think mm. how they've done over the last few years, I don't. They've kind of lost their expectations. I remember when I was growing up, it was always with Moy, David Moyes. Everton should always kind of be the best of the rest. Um, yeah. I think Everton yeah. fans just want something new because the owners have always spent so much money, but it's never been spent well. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they're just going to going about it a different way. Um, right now, it seems to be doing all right. I think as a, if I was an Everton fan you maybe want a bit more sometimes like you said you can't keep drawing um like the draw against liverpool did probably feel like a win for him yeah um yeah, yeah. i think they're only gonna not get better i think they're just gonna kick on now this season yeah yeah but i agree with harry i think they'll only be 14th 14th yeah, 16th yeah yeah well that west ham then because again a team that sort of everyone and their nan thought oh they're definitely coming seventh because just, it was just the safest pick of everything and mm. with seven games in they've won one game and that was Villa away to a deflected goal they've only scored three goals this season okay there were some games they were unlucky I think of Forest when they played them how they didn't score in that game is beyond me um, they've seemed to be trudging along fine in, in Europe I know obviously weak opposition but still you know what, what is the issue because I think looking at from an outside point of view they seem to their new signing seem to not play in the league apart from Fuqueta. Okay. And all the other new ones all the other new ones all play in Europe and then they get to the weekend they don't play. Now that mm, seems a bit it, silly to me because West Ham had a very, very good window. So how how are you go? It is very concerning. It's uh there seems to be a lot of reluctancy to switch this team up. Um mm. I mean, Jared Bowen's done nothing this season at all in the mm. league, but he's still gonna get minutes which is very strange I mean there's so many exciting players that, that they could be playing and it could change this team up because you don't know where the goals are going to come from um, I mean look at Skamaka he mm. apparently scores goals for fun but we've only seen it in Europe against someone we've never heard of like it's just so concerning that they've scored three goals all season meanwhile Fulham scored three in six minutes mm. and they're a team that people tip to go down West Ham are a team that people tips get Europe like surely you've got to change it up and I don't understand why they haven't it's, it's very concerning I know some of the some West Ham fans that I know um, are fuming about Ben Rama not starting there was a bit of it towards uh, last season apparently Pablo Fernandez was just awful recently um, I think there's an element where Moyes just trusts his starting eleven. I yeah. think yeah, it's saying you could compare him to Southgate trust the players that you've done well with um, mm. but Harry touched on Bowen you can't keep playing him if he's just a dry patch like 
I mean, you saw it with with Son, who is not on the same level of Bowen of, of a dry patch. Mm. But Conte dropped him for one game. He came on and scored a hat trick. Like sometimes a player needs to kick up the ass, and obviously not every player is the same. Do you, you know? Do you think? And I got I go to both of you. We discussed Brendan Rodgers earlier about how players are maybe a bit safe with their manager because they sort of know they're going to be picked, and you know he trusts them. And da, 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 there's the reluctance to change, as you said. Do you think Moyes is similar to that? Oh, and I'll go to you first. Um, I think you'd have to say yes, just from the starting 11s that he's played this season um, Samaka hmm. he's he scored a worldie midweek um, Antonio hmm. I think a lot of people have got mixed opinions on Antonio um, we could say that he, he suits West Ham to the style of play hmm. um, but it's just nothing seems to be, nothing seems to be working at the moment for West Ham personally I think Suchek's looking a bit hmm. not what he used to I really liked him Mm. Um, and I don't think I, did, I didn't but that's a, that's a... <laughs> um, when I watched a bit of him last season Declan Rice always stood out every single game he always stood out Yeah, I'm not seeing him we all know how good he is and he's probably England's best midfielder just not seeing him anymore mm. so yeah I think I think there is a reason for that though because of how Suchek's dropped off big time been even worse Rice has got a lot to cover this season and Suchet obviously last season I think people sort of overestimate how good he was because he popped up with a few goals um, and people liked him in their FPL because of that but people thought he was good but he realistically his job is to win the ball keep the ball and he never did that he yeah. popped up with a few goals back post and people thought he was good but in terms of his actual job he wasn't brilliant and now that he's not getting a few goals, he, he like like what does he provide? And I think that's why he does need to be dropped. Yeah, I, th- I think you could, I think you could go on for a long time in West Ham. I think there's a lot to be unpacked there, but we we don't have the time for that. Instead, we're gonna look at footy scrap of the week. Yeah. So, yeah. Harry, I'll I'll give you the floor. I am very excited about this one. This one comes from Villa Park. It is chips, chicken and chip shop curry sauce. And my word, this looks fantastic. I mean, you look at the chips, perfect colour, crispiness. The sauce looks good. The chicken, may I add, that looks like one juicy chicken bite thing. That is one juicy fillet, that is. That's from KFC, that. It looks like it. It looks phenomenal. The only thing is, it's eleven quid. Yeah, that was the the reservation. But would I pay eleven quid for that at a football game? When I go to Villa, when we go to Villa this season, I will be getting that. Yeah. The other side of it, you go to Arsenal, it's like nine quid for an awful hot dog. Bottle of prime. So, oh. in, in terms <laughs> of that, in terms of that. I, I would probably pay it and it does look bloody fantastic and I I actually want to try it now I've seen that yeah, would you pay yeah. this is going to be it's going to be a general discussion here that I want to say <laughs> would you pay more money for better food at football grounds yeah uh, I would I, I'm disappointed as in because the, the food at Fulham is awful yeah and I think we pay I mean I think we're one of the most expensive pies in the league yeah I saw the other day um I think I'd, I'd pay good money for better food. Or just get food before. 
Yeah, that's yeah. And you, you, everyone always ends up getting a hot dog or a pie or something, get the ground. Yeah. I feel it's just routine. Dom, you always get a hot dog. We got a hot dog at Arsenal. It was awful. Yeah. Although the Tottenham hot dog oh. was really good. For the record. It was vegan, wasn't it? Was it? No, I don't know. That, no, no, no. That was a sausage roll because it was the only one left. Uh, but for me, I said I would pay a bit more money for better food in the grounds. So, so are you saying that? Like, I mean, we obviously, have, we obviously haven't got a direct comparison. But you're looking at the, mm. the this Villa one, right? Yeah. If if let's say that was priced at fifteen quid, would you still pay? Because it looks good. No. No. I think fifteen. Fifteen pounds is more. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, eleven pounds. You're not going to get more expensive than eleven pounds. Okay. Okay. Um, but I would, I would pay that if I was at an away. We were at an away game, and I bought one. You would go and buy one straight after. Yes, I would. Yeah, that is a good point. If, Everyone would. If you brought that back, I'm getting the queue. And yeah. when you look at it, though, you look at 11 quid, you think that's expensive, but yeah, you've you got to look at the food that other clubs provide for I think, the price. I think the, the, the key one they're missing, I remember when we went to Old Trafford years and years ago, they were the only stadium, or at least a way end, um, I can remember, that had a deal, and it was like a pint, mm. a hot dog, burger, pie, whatever, and it was like a chocolate bar for like nine quid. If, if, like, mm. if, if, you, if I'm looking at that and I'm thinking 11 quid, probably worth it because this looks really good, but bit steep but then if they went but you can pay 15 quid and get a pint with it then then i'm more intrigued to even do it because yeah you're probably yeah. saving the time, a good pound 52 quid. exactly if they if they intrigued me by giving a bit of a deal i think that's the way to go if fulham did that it's, i don't know how much a burger is but a pint is like six quid at fulham because we're bloody london tories right mm. 680 isn't it oh yeah it is now yeah six, eight, yeah 680 for a pint and a burger's like four quid if they gave it to me for nine quid um, I might get two. Yeah. I probably won't get two, mm. but you get the point. You know, like <laughs> you're you're more likely to buy it. So, I mean, we, we've we somehow got into a discussion about supply and demand here. But anyway, point is, Aston Villa one footy scrum. What on that? We're going to go into our discussion for the week. This is slightly different. We normally have like a a set discussion and a few points to talk about. Um, today we're we're gonna. I've we've, we've I've draft we've drafted in Owen. Um, not for this reason, but while he's here, he's proven useful. Um, we've given him, I've given him the floor. He's got a list of rule changes. I don't know where you got them from. You don't, you know, you can say if you want, it doesn't really matter. And you're just going to read out these rule changes that are, people have proposed. And mm -hmm. that we'll discuss it and we'll see where we end up. I believe you've got about five or six, is that correct? Uh, yeah, about six or so. Yeah, so far away. Some of them we might just be an instant no, and then you can move on to the next one. Some of them we might end up discussing for five minutes. So take the floor. Go for it. Uh, first one I'm going to start with is whoever wins a penalty has to take the penalty. Yes. Um, and I think if the penalty wasn't won by, say, it was just a handball from a corner, yeah. it should be whoever took the last penalty. Or just whoever played the ball for the handball. No, I was going to say, it's whoever crossed it. Or that, yeah. I think... It's nice having a set penalty taker. Mm. As a club, it's nice knowing Mitro will always bag it. Yeah, yeah. Um, will he? He missed his last one. Yeah, yeah, true. Did he? Oh, Wolves. Yeah. Um, but I think it just—I think it'll add a bit more spice. I'd love to see Tim Ream take a penalty. Oh yeah, his last penalty that he missed at Newcastle. True. No, yeah, it was Newcastle in the Championship. Um, I think it'd be a bit more fun. The best thing about that is, I think. Can you imagine, like, 95th minute, ball goes in, 
like crossed in, header, like cut centre back, flicks it on, and back post hits, mm. hits a hand, a 96 minute penalty, and fucking Issa Diop's got to take it. Like, oh, it, it would just be mate. so, like, he obviously, would, it'd be scary. Yeah, he but like, right but like, yeah, I, 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 I'm for that it'll, idea. It'll be, it'll be harder for goalkeepers. Also true. Also true. Because the amount of times you see, like, they practice so much, and I think, who took a penalty this weekend? Tielemans. Every single penalty he took in the Prem went left. Mm. And even the one that Lloris saved, when he had to retake it, he still went left. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that will spice it up a bit. The only thing with that is, it's all fun and games until it's your own team in the last minute. And yeah. Like, it's, it's fun from an outside perspective. But yeah, but if you it's... win, if, that, if Tim Ream scores a 90th minute winner... Yeah, I know, but... I'm still going to be just as happy if we win if Mitro takes it than if Tim Ream takes it. Okay, what happens if it was ha- uh, Harrison Reed for his first goal? <laughs> but he's already scored. He's just scored. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Say he had a penalty against Forrest. Yeah, but... And... Yeah, but I'm still going to be absolutely shitting bricks, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> going to make being a fan more nerve-wracking, but it's also going to feel a bit like... I don't know, feel a bit cooler, I guess. I, I don't know what the word is. Like, it, it... Let's be honest... But on a boring side, one, it's never going to happen. Yeah, true. Two, football is now a business where it's about winning, and on that perspective, teams aren't going to do. Yeah, everyone to be able to take penalties, it might benefit England. True. True. <laughs> everyone practice penalties. It's probably yeah, a good thing because if you do end up going to shoot out, they do that all day, every day in training for a tournament. Yeah, but not Harrison Reed. It would also be interesting because you. I think there are certain players that we associate with. They score a few goals, but a lot of them are penalties. Exactly. Mm. But like then. Ronaldo. <laughs> but then, at the same time, you might get, like we might, from a Fulham perspective anyway, we might be more likely to bring on someone like Dan James. He might win more penalties. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'll actually have a skill of winning penalties. You know? I think there is a skill winning penalties. We had Leslie, Jamie Vardy used to do it. Not necessarily diving, but... Vardy used to do it all the time. Yeah, it's about inviting mm. the contact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I, like, yeah, I, I, like, I like that one. I, I feel like that would be something you... It would never happen in the Prem. Mm. I feel like, you know, Dom, you play five-a-side. Yeah. Kind of it could be, anyway. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, another one is going to sound really sad. I got this one from FIFA. Okay. Uh, scoring a goal from a certain distance counts as two. No. If no. a goalkeeper scores from the halfway line. No. Get <laughs> next one. That's dreadful. Next no. one. Uh... <laughs> no. Why? Why? Why is that bad? Well, it's just stupid, isn't it? <laughs> it's just yeah, stupid. Why? What do you mean, why? <laughs> Because of some pure luck, yeah, he might <laughs> score from a certain distance, and now his team's two nil up. What, what, what's it's the distance? Stupid. What's the distance? What, where, when is, when's the cutoff? Um, I'd say probably like thirty-five yards. No. Uh, I think I, thirty-five. No. Anything, any goal you see that's thirty yards from the goal is classed as a. Like, a not worldy. Goal. It depends how it goes in. Yeah, it's class. Just you know, no. that's good. Next one. <laughs> wow. 
I mean, for the actual, I also disagree. It's just quite funny to watch Harry like. I disagree, but it's stupid. I don't. It's just funny. Go on. Um, I got get get rid of yellow cards for celebrations. Yes. Um, yes. I depends. You depends on what. On what? If, because if it's taking a long time, that comes under time wasting. I think that should still count. But okay, when this, this, this will lead into another one. Okay, but when when was the last time you ever saw a player booked for celebrating too long? Yeah, but that's not why they. But I'm saying if a player does take too long, then it should still be a thing. But for but a celebration, you don't get booked for the only reasons you get. I said to stop yellow cards for celebration. So. In terms of taking your shirt off. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree for those. On the weekend. So yeah, if you know, if they were taking too long, then yeah, cool, book them, whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's what time but wasting. In terms not... of taking the shirt off and stuff, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, agreed. Um, I've got one here for red cards and suspensions. Uh, this is kind of for managers. I feel like when okay. a manager gets sent off, there's not a real punishment, personally. Well, I mean, there it is. But they get fined, or a is lot it of a touchline ban? It's just a touchline ban. Oh, okay, you might get fined. Yeah. But, okay, if a manager's not at a game, or not in the stadium, or something like that, he's always on the phone, I don't think it really makes a difference. Personally. Well, then, what else are you going to do for it? So, I think okay. they should not allowed... If they get sent off... They should not allow to go into the training ground for a week. How how are they going to monitor that? How are they going to monitor that? That is outrageous. Uh, they got the bills of spies in the bush. Okay. Just like <laughs> I just I, I don't think a play a manager missing a game for the next week is will make a difference to the team. Well, no, it won't. But it's also never going to be able to have. Some, be, they're there never going to. That should be a, a half decent punishment. Put, put but there's nothing else they can do. Put a tag on the foot, not allowed in the vicinity. There's nothing else they can do. <laughs> One thing, actually, though, is I, w- I would say, but punishment aside, I don't... I I haven't researched it. I don't... What do managers... What is, like, the, the threshold for being sent off as a manager? And, like, yellow. Because I've never really known okay. that. I feel like sometimes they get sent off, no. like, you know the Conte Tuchel thing a couple of weeks yeah. ago? I don't really understand what he even got sent off for or which one. I don't, like, I don't really know what that was for. Because it seems to be just any sort of scuffle, but then Labs on the pitch all the time, and all the players just get away with it. I think you notice know, really. a manager. Everyone says a manager is just as important as a player. Like you look at Pep and Klopp, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you get some, if a City player gets sent off, you will. You might notice it in the next game. If City don't have Haaland next game, you'll notice mm. it. I think if they. Should, yeah, I know. Pep I just... get your point. But there's nothing else they can do. There's there's no other punishment they can do. But but then that leads me to like Owen's sort of extreme of don't let me in the training ground. I kind of like. Yeah, but how are they going to do I that? No, I know, I know. Or just like, just don't let me on the. the but, but what they should do is that they should just communication stick during the game. Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. Where yeah. like when they if they get sent off, right, they can come to the game, but they'll be or maybe they go to the training ground, stick them in a room with a TV, they just have to watch it. That's it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree that they shouldn't be able to communicate on the day. Oh yeah, that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, fan cam. Bring back fan cam. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I just don't think there's but, a... Yeah, I agree with that. But then a manager getting sent off, like you said, if they're just having a scuffle or whatever on the touchline, it's not like... That's what I mean. I'd like fast. to know what... 
Not that I, I'd like to know what the rules are, but if they do get sent off, I think they shouldn't be allowed communication either. What did mm. What did Marco get sent off for at Bournemouth? Oh, I, d I don't know. I think I think it was something. Oh, about I can imagine he calls Parker something. Or he should have called Parker something. <laughs> Um, but I'll go on to I'll leave the uh, yellow cards for celebrate. Oh no, I've done that one. Um, yeah, time course. wasting, um, stopping the clock whenever the ball goes out of play. But the ref doesn't see it. In terms of the refs in charge of it, but it's all automatic. Right. So it's, you know, someone you know VAR is watching the whole game. Yeah. The ref's got like an automatic lock on his watch or something like that, and every time VAR press start, stop, start, stop for every time it goes out of play. Well, I mean, I there've think... been there've been studies done about how often the ball's in play for, and it's mm. about an hour, roughly. Sometimes that's obviously yeah. sometimes it would make games last forever. That's yeah, that's my only like, I, I I'm not I'm no scientist, but physically, is that possible? Obviously possible, but as in like, is that, that's not going to be good for players, is it? No, and I think the reason it works in rugby is in rugby the ball is in play a lot. Yeah. Like, I would, I whereas think, in football... I think it would work over a certain time. Like what? I think the one thing that we see a lot as fans in the games, and the rule, I don't even know if it's a rule anymore, the goalkeeper can only hold the ball for six seconds. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that is not a rule anymore. Um... I think it's not a rule. Use it, it's actually, no. no. I think they, no. they should bring some. I think they should bring little things like that back. Because I think that's what <laughs> fans get annoyed about the most. Like if the ball's in play, yeah. like, I think we saw it Friday night. Ream in the corner. That's that's the ball's in play. Just tackling. Yeah. Well, of course that's fine. They're not going to stop him from <laughs> keeping it in the corner when it's in play. Re like goalkeepers holding on to the ball for a substantial period of time. It was a rule before, whether why they got rid of it. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I just think time wasting. I don't think we see it as much anymore. The one thing you do see a lot of, I, I, this might just be a result of us being in the championship before, is it, it's keepers time wasting, and not just yeah. that, but not being booked for it for ages. And I, I know it's one of those things where. If it works for your team, it's fine, and if it's against you, it's horrible. I, I get that, but I genuinely, and I mean, I mean this, I genuinely don't think, even outside of keepers, but keepers specifically, I've ever seen a player sent off for time wasting, as in got a second yellow, ever. Nah, I've seen it on Twitter, definitely. Oh right. Um, there was a player that got sent. It was like I think it was twice for time wasting. As in like book two yellows, both time yeah. wasting. Yeah, um, I can't remember what happened, but I'll have to find it. It was quite interesting. But apart from that, I've not. No, like, I, I don't. I think, think it's I think it kind of works. Not works with. I, I can't remember who it was last year. I think it was Martinelli got two yellow cards in the same yeah. phase yeah, of play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of pundits and for myself as well. I think I credited the ref for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's done that right, but. Yeah, but you just don't you just don't see it. There's a lot. I mean, it, it's it, in it the rule, but yeah. it's not. It comes down to refereeing, doesn't it? It's consistency. You know, I think some. Mm. You know, yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. I think. But in answer to the question, do I think the clock should be stopped every time the ball goes out? No, I don't. No, I don't. I think I if the the yeah. referee in, I don't know what the word is. 
the better referees, I don't think it would even be a question. Mm. I think if the ref managed the games better, yeah, we would have noticed it. It's just the little the little tricks, isn't it? The little loopholes that players find and this and the other. But that's but that's football at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, you, it's game management. It is a skill. It's 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 the yeah. game management of the game, and I think it needs to stay in the game. It makes it more organic and stuff, and rather yeah. than all this. You run, you run a risk of regulating the game too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's going to stop the enjoyment. I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, next one I've got is kind of two things. Some leagues do it. Uh, relegation playoff. What, in the prem the... personally i don't want that i i yeah i don't i it's weird i, I remember i saw this being spoken about because like you said some divisions do have it and i remember thinking about it, like that's just a bit silly but because like in the championship right you have the playoffs right which is the, mm. the only like the, you know i know i know there's like four teams in that so it's like different but you basically have a chance if you sh- squeeze into sixth to get promoted mm. Mm-hmm. Now, as much as the playoffs are great fun, I mean, we're Fulham fans, of course we we like the playoffs, right? But, actually, on the face of it, it's not that fair. No. Like, even if you just did a playoff between third and fourth, at least, obviously there's going to be situations where there, there's a big points difference, and there has been before, but at least that's slightly more, you know, there's third and fourth, you know, I get it. the playoffs? I don't know I if I would scrap the playoffs. The way I, I see it, I think that gone. the playoffs, how they are, are fair. But I don't see how, mm. in terms of relegation playoffs sort of thing, how a team can be so poor throughout a whole season, deserve to go down as they're in one of the worst, that they are one of the worst teams in the division, but then stay up because they've beaten a team who are in the division below, have got yeah. a lower budget in the division below, are not making the money, haven't got the wage bill to be able to do it and it's in a very unfair game in their one-off and then they stay up I just don't think it makes enough sense for me to do that yeah I agree I would have liked to have seen I can't, who was it that was it Villa that stayed up for the goal line technology mm-hmm. yeah I'd love to have seen a one one game like who was it that went down Villa and Watford but Villa stayed up and Bournemouth and Watford went down. I don't know which one. I think it was Bournemouth. Went down for Bournemouth. I think it was Bournemouth. Something like that. Just Watford, uh, Villa and Bournemouth play each other in a one-off game. The thing is with that though, uh, I, I know there's the, the goal analogy like aspect of that one specifically. But like with the with the playoff final in the championship, it's it's almost like you know these are two teams done really well and now they're competing for the promotion. Whereas the relegation one. If it's two teams from the top division who have basically both been shit, and it's a competition to who is less shit, where well, that's not as much mm. of a spectacle as two teams that are very good for their division. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So but I, think, I feel like everyone, everyone would still watch it. Oh yeah, still watch it. But my point is, should you? I know, it's, I know it's not a reward, but should you effectively reward Villa and Bournemouth with a game? I guess it would probably be at like Wembley or something, in this sort of big spectacle of a game when actually they're both just shit. It's just who is yeah, less that, shit on the day. Yeah. That's making it too much of an entertainment thing. Like yeah. this, I think it needs to slow down. Like it's, I know it's meant to be a game for the fans and stuff, but it's becoming too much of like a televised franchise of entertainment. Whereas it was built on sort of like fans going to games in a in a working class environment. It's now sort of becoming a bit of a sellout, and I think I, I think yeah. that'll make it even worse. Yeah. Um. So. I- 
I had the I had the relegation one, but I had someone for the fourth place in England. I think they go into the qualifying round for the Champions League. Yeah, it's the, the final qualifying yeah. round before the group yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of the same thing. There, there's a semi playoff, so fourth, six, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh go <sighs> to the Champions League. Again, I think uh, we haven't necessarily discussed this part of it, but that, it's just creating more games that we don't need. Yeah. What's the point of having a 38 game season <clears throat> to then Once have? Again. Yeah, but yeah. So, for me, with that, would you say there shouldn't be playoffs? Kind of. I, I, I do think it's a bit different, though, because... Yeah, but why? With... The playoff you're going for promotion, this you're going to the Champions League, which is, like, the next level. Mm. Because with the promotion... I, I kind of get relegation. The promotion thing's more about it's a big old money maker, isn't it? Because because the player brings us so much money and all this sort of stuff, it makes yeah. that team have that bonus surely, to be able. Surely to the Champions up. League does. Yeah, but not relative to the. Yeah, Premier but teams not yeah from, from a Championship club going into the Premier League, that money is yeah. needed. Whereas for the Champions League, if your team's good enough to make the Champions League, you're not going to need that extra bit of money to then get you in the like yeah. to keep you in the Champions League. It's, but, um, would you rather that than the Conference League? What do you mean? If, no. In terms of... No, nah, I, I just think... I personally, I think the Conference League's a bit pointless. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, I think... I, I don't... It's, it's obviously not as a uh, spectacle as the European League or the Champions League because it's a third-tier competition. That's how it goes. It's like the Carabao Cup mm. that way. But also, if you're in it... I, I'm like... It's one of them, isn't it? Because if Man United had come seventh last year... They were like, I don't care. But I know West Ham are in the Europa League, but West Ham fans especially would love being in the Conference League. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's probably yeah. not a competition created for the, teams, uh, the you know, yeah, the elite. But it's at least in England anyway. It's a competition almost for it's a it's a final chance for a team to get into Europe that especially in a league that we pretty much have established as a big six. There's mm. still one more. I know that's, that's obviously English bias, obviously, but I, st- I, the Conference League is still a good thing in my opinion. And I mean, yeah, you know, it just gives more European football. I don't think that's a bad thing. Is it only a good thing if it's all the? I feel like the top two teams outside the top six. I think we're so used to West Ham and Leicester. Yeah. Um. I think we're, to be fair, I think we're so used to that we've never seen anyone else bridge that gap. I think the last yeah, team that may be bridged that gap was probably yeah, Everton. Well, Wolves came seventh, isn't it? A couple of times. Wolves yeah. came seventh. Burnley came seventh. Uh, I think I remember. Yeah. Southampton See, came sixth. Obviously, Leicester won the league. It happens. It does add a lot more dynamic, and I mean, we still bang on about our end Toto, so I don't think we can really uh, talk too much <laughs> on it. Not yeah, a great competition. Um. The Go final on. one, yeah, last which one. is... Oh, I spoke to Dom about it before. So, in a knockout game, so FA Cups and well, any knockout game, the, uh, you do the shootout first, then oh, yeah. you play the 30 minutes of extra time. <laughs> Why? So, <laughs> so this, is what I, this is what I saw. So, goals scored in extra time cancel out the shootout. But if the extra time ends with no goals or each team scores one, the winner of the shootout wins. No. See, I when we we spoke about briefly before, and I misunderstood it. In my head, it would be 
the penalty shootout is done first mm-hmm. and then you play extra time knowing who would win if it goes to pens oh no Which I, I don't like, like it either way I, I don't like it it's why it's stupid the reason you have extra time is because no one's been able to score <laughs> so you go into it you play the minutes because otherwise you get extra time and going straight to penalties no I wouldn't so but I would do extra time why I, I'd love to see if there's a stat. There must be a stat. How many games go to extra time and go straight to penalties? I reckon majority well, I of them do. Because so I many teams just play for penalties. The teams that... that um, I reckon... I want to go 75% here. A random number. Waffling. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that high. Lower league teams, or the team that aren't as good as whoever they're playing, will always want to go to penalties. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Playing. but so you're but playing, you can't you're just playing say... for. It's ultimately a benefit for the better team to go do extra time. But... but then the better team clearly deserve to win because they're the better team. Yeah, but what if the other one in 90 then... minutes? Go to penalties, luck of the draw. <laughs> well, no, because then you're just trying to make it easier for the other teams, which is not what football's about. The, the better team deserves to win, and now you're trying to make it more of a, a but balance you're them, because... you're giving them more time to win yeah if they've not won in and 90 how much more then, time then they... the other team are clearly good enough to win so why do you need to make it easier for that team if they're playing just as well <laughs> as a draw why are you trying to make it easier for them I think extra time is pointless <laughs> but it's not <laughs> I think uh... it's the amount of times we've watched extra time games I mean you're just saying oh well no well it depends because as a neutral watching an extra time game or like a game goes extra time we all know everyone wants penalties from an entertainment point of view, right? Yeah. From an actual footballing tactical point of view, of like I know there's a lot of discussion about like, it, like if an FA Cup third round, you don't you don't need extra time. That's just extra game. Like you may as well just go straight to pens because no, yeah, I, I agree. It's just like it, in a champ because it's just extra time being played in a Champions League semi final. Yes, a game it. that means a lot more. It's like yeah. to go down to the yeah. luck of the draw and penalties happens, in a okay, final. So what happens if, like, say, Taunton or something? Yeah. Depends. Yeah. Like what, what, that's a big game for them. Just because, just because you're saying the Champions League semi-finals, you could go to extra time. If Taunton are playing Arsenal or like a big team, would you want extra yeah. time or straight defence? Well, extra time is the rules, but I would rather it go straight to pens because they've got more of a chance of winning. Yeah. That's why I think extra time should be scrapped. But I I don't... But you're viewing that as because you want to see more penalties. I'm saying that. I'm not saying... Yeah, Yeah, you're not doing it in in the base of it's better for the game. You're saying it because I want to see more penalties. You've got a completely irrelevant point to what football is, and I think it's stupid. So rude. <laughs> so rude. I quite like the idea of doing penalties first. No, no. I'd that, like to see that how is it even would worse. Work. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah it would like how it worked. Yeah, for a couple of games for for your entertainment, but it would be stupid okay. for football. Oh, it oh, makes I'll, no I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll end on this, right? Mm. If you think you would rather penalties first, then surely that makes extra time even more pointless. But yet you don't want extra time. But you you want extra time. You don't want extra time, but you want penalties to go before extra time. Yeah, I think I don't, no want, sense. I don't want extra time because it always leads to everyone always wants to play for penalties. No, fans don't. 
If, if I'm a Fulham fan, yeah, we go to extra time yeah. against anyone. I'd rather win an extra time. Fuck that. So you're saying in that playoff semi-final, you didn't want Joe Bryan to score because you wanted to go to penalties. <laughs> exactly. The the playoff the playoff. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're stuttering now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you'd much rather win a final on a penalty shootout. No, 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 no I would not. not. If, no, if we were no, in the no. Champions League and we were in yeah. the final, I'd love to win on penalties. I'd rather, I'd rather win next time. I would, yeah. Not 100%. win it on penalties. But, yeah, hundred percent. If, if I knew I'd we were going to win on penalties, yeah, but it, it, yeah, but. I, if I, I think about the the Euros, right? If mm. I knew that England were going to win, beat Italy in the final, then let's go and penalties is fine. But I don't know that, right? If Eng- England being Italy in extra time would be way better than England beating them on pens, because yeah. during the whole penalty shootout, no matter how it goes, we could still lose. This is like I don't care. Like as a neutral, yeah, it's more entertaining than pens, yeah. obviously. But I, 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 I don't care about that. Stupid Fair enough. Well, I've been outnumbered here, boys. Yeah, democracy. Um, if anyone has any watching on YouTube, any suggestions? Any Anything is better changes? than what Owen said. So no, please, no, 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 no. please. Go on, think of one on the spot. <laughs> I never said I had one. I said anything That's is better than yours. One. I, I'll go on. Go on. Kick in instead of throw-ins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something as simple as that, but you've gone with all this rubbish. <laughs> I saw, I saw one that was quite funny. Goalkeepers aren't allowed to use their hands in the penalty box. And not goalkeepers. See, now you're just being stupid. This is not rules that should be in football. You're just trying to make it funny. I will say, though, with rush keepers, do we not kind of have that anyway? In a way. Like, ultimately, no. a, keeper, a keeper could play rush keeper if you really wanted to. Yeah, he's not going to. But like saying we can have fresh keepers isn't going to change anything. Yeah, it's, 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 I think if like someone, else could, the rule, someone else, if the goalkeeper no. goes outside the box, no, you're not saying rush keeper. You're not saying rush keeper. You're saying anyone can be in goal. Yeah, yeah. You're saying so that's not. Keeper gets the ball. That's not a rush keeper. Rolls out in front of him, takes his gloves off, leaves him in the goal. Someone else goes, he just runs out. That's what oh, you everyone, want. Everyone wears gloves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cut, cut that. We'll, we'll, we'll end it. it. We'll end it. We'll leave it there. We've got limbs of the week and then we'll, <laughs> we'll finish it. All right. Well, we after that longer than expected discussion, we have got limbs of the week, and then as you can see, Harry didn't even want to stay for that bit, so he's gone. Thanks, Harry. Didn't fancy it. Yeah, didn't fancy it. But we're gonna do limbs of the week. Well, I'm gonna do limbs of the week, and Owen's gonna sit there and look pretty. I uh, wish we'll I was st- there. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll start in Watford, as no one wants to do. Um, these are all based on the weekend, for the record. Uh, Watford went one 0 up in the 34th minute. Sunderland pulled it back at half time. Watford then went 2-1 up again in the second half before an 87th minute equaliser for Sunderland away to Watford. Um, so that's a good honourable mention. Another Desmond 2-2. This one is Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Ipswich went 2-0 up away to Sheffield Wednesday. This was a top-of-the-table class, actually, in League One before Sheffield Wednesday scored 75th minute and an 89th minute equaliser at home. Not too bad there. Another Desmond 2-2. Can you believe this? Uh, Portsmouth v Plymouth. Another um, top-of-the-table class, actually, in League One. Uh, 
Uh, Pawns were put 1-0 up in the first half before Plymouth scored in the 74th and 79th minute. It looks like it was going to set up a 2-1 away win before a 94th minute equaliser from Portsmouth from week- Rico Hackett Fairchild. So, well done, poor, Rico. Poor pie face. I know, I know. Uh, we then have our first actual win of the week uh, up in Port Vale. They took a ninth-minute lead against Shrewsbury before Shrewsbury pulled it back in the 19th minute before Ellis Harrison scored a 91st minute winner for Port Vale. And then we have our winner uh, in League One in Forest Green Rovers where Connor Wickham scored the opener for Forest Green uh, before Phillips equalised for Morecambe and Farrand Rawson gave the away fans a 93rd minute winner. So that Morecambe are the winners. Um, yeah, well, well done to them. Forest Green are this week's okay. lose, unfortunately. I think that was a quite a good, good, good winner. We prefer, prefer an away winner to a home winner. Mm. So, well done, Morecambe. And that is, uh, that's how we're going to finish, I think. Yeah. Uh, we've got no uh, no FPL this week because of International. We'll be back next week to discuss a lot of things. England, I imagine. Mm. Um, but yeah, always left for me to thank Harry. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, always <laughs> left to thank Owen for, thank staying, the, for staying the whole way. Um, and yeah, that, that's been... been the last kick been a good podcast i i like it. it's been a bit of a long one um mm. but that's fine hopefully this one might get on spotify or maybe the next one will i don't know don't know where we are on that one but mm. um thank you everyone for on watching. spotify yeah thank you for watching and listening and doing anything you want really make sure you comment on your suggestions on youtube yeah we, want, you, we want, you can yeah. tweet us yeah tweet us all the links are in the or in the are below so uh owen thank you again and uh Cheers. yeah we'll see you thanks next for time. watching <laughs>